The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready for operational excellence? Welcome to the Visual Workplace, Work That Makes Sense, where your host and visual workplace expert, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, shares powerful visual principles and practices to optimize your operations and make them safer, faster, better, and far less costly. The Visual Workplace. You can't get to excellence without it. Now, here's Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. Hi there, this is Gwendolyn And I'm really happy to be here. My name is Gwendolyn Galsworth, and I'm your host on this, our weekly radio show about letting the workplace speak. Welcome to the Visual Workplace. In each of our shows, we look at some aspect of that, of how to embed the intelligence of our operational system into the living landscape of work through visual devices. It's living because it's dynamic. It changes. We inhabit it. And we interface with it. We interact with it. We develop a relationship with the inanimate things of our lives, this so-called inanimate dynamic environment. And in fact, it's not inanimate. It is animate enough for us to have a relationship with it and also to design what that relationship will be through visual devices, through our understanding of workplace visuality. We come to understand that when we install, when we implement a visual device, we're really implementing language. And that language gives the workplace its voice to speak back to us. To speak back in a voice that we designed to tell us that we're doing the right thing, the wrong thing, the right way, the wrong way, that we're doing it on time or not on time. It is much too easy to classify that simply as normal and abnormal. It is, in fact, a a, a superficial understanding of what visuality is and the smallest aspect of what it can do. Any more than you would say that language tells us, gives us an opportunity to share with each other what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong. No, no, no. Language is much more than that. And through the visual devices and the visual mini-systems, the systems that we create, we can literally see, literally see how we think Because our thinking, our intelligence, is captured in those visual devices. We can see our thinking function, and we can see where it needs to go further and needs to change. We have this feedback, physical feedback loop in a visual workplace because of the devices that we put, that we install there. And why do we bother? Tremendous bottom line benefits. 8%, 15%, 30%, 34% 8%, 15%, 30%, 34% increase in throughput. Office, healthcare, factory, open pit mind, military depot, engineering office, whatever. Shrinking costs go with it. Hugely improved quality, especially when you get on the Pokio visual guarantee level. Improved safety, of course. Aligned delivery time and splendid 
cultural alignment, a spirited and engaged workforce on all levels, all employees, not just operators, which we've come to hope for and expect, but also purchasing, for heaven's sakes, and accounting, and the sea level. And you know what else? We enjoy ourselves along the way. The enterprise speaks. The enterprise becomes increasingly self-aware. Oh, wonderful. So that's what this show is about. Podcasts are available on our website, and I am happy to announce that they have now been categorized up until last week. They're in groups according to infrastructure, 5S, leadership, um, my travels, my assessments. Um, what are the other categories? Pokeyoke. There's 16? No, there are 11 categories. They're all grouped. You click on the link and you go right to my radio show. We are also going to, between now and next week, post a PDF of, of a list of all the shows so you can have a kind of menu, something you can print out, and then just cross them off after you've listened to them. We hope you do that. So let's see. And uh, let's very, very few um, announcements. We're having our uh, May event in Oklahoma. We are not having an event in Portland in April. I'm too busy working on my new book, and I'm completing Smart Simple Design. That ought to be ready in the next month or so. And wowzer, it's taken us a whole year to get Smart Simple Design into a- an actual new book. I published it in 1994. Actually, it was John Wiley. But we have um, recapitulated it in a way that makes it very strong and much, much clearer. I'm very, very pleased. I work with my esteemed editor, Aurelia Navarro, who has actually been the editor for, I believe, five Shingo Award-winning books and also my brother's poetry book, which I'm going to be interviewing him soon. I'm certain of it. He just needs to say yes. My brother, the plumber, who writes poetry, mostly he's a poet, Plumbing is just what he does for fun. <laughs> Gary, <laughs> my dear brother. Okay, so the um, Portland event will be postponed until June, we think, the early part of June. I will also be going to the UK and China. Anyway, as that evolves, I've got to get these books out first. They're much more important. Uh, and uh, please be patient with me. So uh, I want to, and I want to thank you also, folks, for sending me in sending me your emails. I really appreciate it. We got a very good response from last week's show. And I want to begin this week's show because there are some adjustments to make. So welcome. Last week, we in our series on visual leadership and in dividing that visual leadership into two main roles, the role of the executive and the role of the supervisor, and we include managers in that supervisory role. Last week we began with uh, um, the description of the supervisor's new role in a company that is beginning to embrace visual leadership. We dug into that. And we walked through a seven-element model of that new role as they become, as supervisors become leaders of improvement. The tasks are very different. The reasons they do tasks are very different. Supervisors no longer, and this is managers as well, please remember that, no longer just collect measures and post KPIs. They target. They use a different type of metric in a different type of way. They're called visual metrics. They drive. 
They don't just do standard work. They stabilize the practice through visual standards. And by the way, that automatically ensures a greater pathway to quality. Not until we get to the Pokioke level can we really guarantee quality. But these leaders of improvement on the supervisory level know that. Okay? They don't just get operators to pursue improvement running a blitz or an REI, rapid improvement event, as per requirement. But they engage in their own improvement activity. They improve their own work and their own approach to their work. And through it all, visuality is their closest companion. That is why becoming a leader of improvement is an aspect of visual leadership. Visual leadership. Most people in in a leadership position, and we include supervisors in that, those who are responsible for the corporate intent, have not yet found a way to become leaders, to lead. Most simply manage. They get through. They cope. They make it happen somehow. They move logistics when needed. They expedite. They firefight. They manage. And they don't have much breathing room. They don't have much space between the pressures of simply getting these things done and the thing itself. It's a squeeze. And by the way, did I mention that I'm describing these scenarios before visuality. And without visuality, these managers, leaders in potential only, are caught. These managers, these supervisors are caught. They're simply caught. There's no way out. There's no margin. There's no space. Literally, there's no room for improvement. Make no mistake, the old adage is not true. The old adage is there's always room for improvement. No, on the contrary. There is not always room for improvement because there's not always room. There's no space. In fact, in most companies, there's rarely room. And there is no room for anything else. There's no room for growth. There's no room for change. There's certainly no room for rest, contemplation, simplicity. There's no room. And when there's no room, there can be no improvement. Under a different topic, I would talk to you about how important it is for an organization to draft, to publish an improvement time policy that designates separate time for improvement, separate time for production and operations. Because without that, you're trying to squeeze everything under the same, into the same eight hours, 24 hours. You have to crack the code on time, but that's a different show. One that we did about two years ago. You can find it under infrastructure. There are two shows on infrastructure that's on the podcast list. So there's no room for anything. Not improvement, not growth, not change, not rest. A supervisor on the road to becoming a leader of improvement will need to be educated to the components of that new leadership will need this along the way. And that's part of today's show. Yes, I decided not to use this show as I promised last week. I promised, I said I would get on to the executive side of the leadership equation this week. But I can't. 
I had thought to do that and just sort of march through the paradigm, giving you the components, but that won't work. There are layers, and I need to share them with you so that we build an understanding. We have to build an understanding. You know this by now. You know me by now. I want you to understand this thing that I've been given, this gift that I've been given of, of, you know, playing in the field of workplace visuality so that it makes a change in your work and makes a change in your company, makes a change in you because it's that powerful. So we're going to have to go through the layers because some of you are really following along and you're building an understanding and I want to honor that and respect that. So today, I want to talk to you about ways to help your supervisor in tra- make the transition, kind of educate them, ways to help them gain practice in the new way. And I had intended to enter into um, that in a particular way, but it's not going to happen. So now is time for the big but. This is the big but. But first, I have to make a rather large adjustment in the seven-element supervisory model I shared with you last week. I, I have to make a change in it. I developed the sequence from an earlier base, one that I had developed in about 2001. But upon reflection, I prefer the older model. What I presented to you last week was a newer model. And I thought about it, and I prefer the older. So let's stop for a break right now, and when you come back, I will present a little bit more of that thinking and why there's a change, why I'm making an adjustment, and also what that change is. I'll see you in a minute. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. Today's business marketplace is becoming increasingly global thanks to technologies that didn't even exist a few short years ago. Your business might be a startup or you might be one of the global 500. Either way, you're probably looking at customers and competitors in faraway regions. Listen for Global Reach with host Tay Revez as she brings together experts, ideas, and listeners to help you anywhere in the world. Global Reach is broadcast every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. You're 
listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's toll free, 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Hi there. Hi, it's Gwendolyn. Welcome back to the second part of our show. Today we're talking about, we're digging into supervisors as leaders of improvement. And when we do that, we're also talking about managers. And I'm making a big correction, what I call the big butt. You see, I have a particular condition in my life that I value very greatly, and that is silence. I have a good deal of silence. I have quiet and solitude. And I... I do a lot of thinking. I kind of sort through my brain waves in this silence. It's really important. And I see what my mind's been up to of late. And the silence allows for that. I enjoy it very much, and it's very productive. So in some quiet that I found after last week's show, I understood something that I hadn't realized when I presented the show, that the old model was better. It was niggling at my brain, and I thought, how can I build on that? That new model, let me just remind you what it was. It's um, seven tiles. Think of a, 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 a shape. Seven tiles, they're, they're hexagons. They've got six sides, so they nest in each other. And in the center, of, center tile, it says improve. And then if you go to noon and then you go clockwise, it goes improve and then stabilize, measure, target, deploy, coach, model. That was the model that I presented to you last week. And, you know, I'm in the process of a manuscript. I'm preparing a book on visual leadership. And I, I told you that um, I, I was using the show as a way to air these ideas, but it's a very active, dynamic process. And I find when I talk to you that I learn things. I learn things. It's very active for me and very, very useful. So I presented this this new way and I said wow the problem with this new way is that it's more like a recipe it's a protocol it doesn't really allow for growth and change it's a prescription and it's lockstep and I do not want to communicate sequence sequence is a problem in a model you have a starting point and then you have elements in a model but they're interactive They're not sequential, more like a hologram than a recipe, right? You you can enter it from many, many parts. And that's what you need for models of growth and change, especially for shifting identities the way we've been discussing, where you're really asking people to take on a new role and behave in a new way. You need something much more uh, kind of uh, soft, defined, but where the edges kind of blur. It's not a recipe for making a cake or uh, a pizza. And that troubled me that it, was, it seemed so lockstep. So I, I discovered that. And so you'll just have to bear with me because uh, uh, I've, I, so I've made a change. I've learned some things that had an impact. Okay. Let's talk about the new model. So... The new, which is really the old, the old model has a different sequence, and I'm going to walk you through that sequence now. I've made two major, major changes, and that is 
I'm now calling it becoming a visual leader of improvement, not just a leader of improvement, the way I heard in Japan those many years ago, that story I told you a few shows back, 1984-85. We couldn't get the folks who were, uh, we were visiting a plant in Japan, a very, very important and, and fabulous plant, and they wouldn't... Uh, they wouldn't admit that they had any supervisors or managers. And we said, what do you have? And they said, we have leaders of improvement. We have no managers here. We have no supervisors here. Uh, so uh, that was very stimulating and exciting. But I realized between last show and this that I really need to make a distinction. It's becoming a visual leader of improvement because visuality will help us so much. So the elements of this new old... <laughs> model is this. In the center is still improve, and I'll explain that in a moment. I'll explain improve in a different way. So in the center of the bullseye is improve, and then going to 12 o'clock, it, and then clockwise, it's improve, manage, lead, stabilize, measure, solve, and model. Some of the elements are the same as the old one, but there are very important differences. And there are also in this group of improve, manage, lead, stabilize, measure, solve, model. Very definite visual components. So we'll start at the center, and I'll illustrate this. The center, the bullseye, is improve. When you enter, what we want to do with the supervisor is to help them understand right away what their purpose is, why this is different. So we enter this model, this new definition of supervisor as visual leader of improvement with the understanding that your main purpose, supervisor, is the improvement of your area, its people, the processes, the processes, the operations, and yourself. And that includes your own approach to your own work. The model starts there with this change in orientation. A change, the changes in the come from, where you come from, improve. And this improve has two aspects as well. First, as I just mentioned, it represents a change in your overall purpose. You will not be able to embrace this change overnight. You will need to continue managing and supervising. And by the way, that's element two, improve, manage, lead. So we're not excising it or ignoring it. But you will know that something new is afoot. There is a shift underway. There is a new destination rising. The road has curved. So that's the first aspect of improve. The second aspect of improve is not simply an awareness a new understanding, but it is a dynamic improvement. You're going to improve your approach to work right now as part of your first step. That's part of this first step, second aspect. And I am entirely prescriptive about how I recommend you, supervisors, leaders of improvement in the making, visual leaders of visual leaders of improvement in the making, I'm entirely prescriptive about how I want you to tackle that. I want you to develop a visual display on your own work. 
This is not supervisor standard work. Oh, no, 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 no. Supervisor standard work is a help, but it is not a system. A visual display will you, will be your creation. It will be eye-driven, and it will capture what doesn't work about your job right now on a board. It will be two-dimensional. It will be three-dimensional if it has moving parts. This is not a list. It's not a list of complaints or problems. It's not a list of any kind. Okay? And it isn't a flip chart. Here's the definition of a visual display. Pretty sure we're going to do a whole dis- uh, uh, a show on this, maybe three. A visual display is a concrete representation of multiple information, multi-layered information located in a single centralized interactive format, a board. All the information is centrally located, and that board, that inf- the information on that board allows us to independently, based solely on the information on that display, witness the conditions change in real time, understand the status of the situation, make sound decisions, and take corrective, timely action. So it is a board that shows us, but also triggers. It shows us, and it also triggers an understanding in us that triggers an action. This is not a scheduling board, although you can begin with a scheduling board, and that's very helpful somewhere else in the area. This board captures your pain. What isn't working about your job? You want to be able to see it, and you want to be able to see the components interact. Okay, and why are we asking you to do a display now? Right off the bat, we're saying you have a new role. You're going to be a visual leader of improvement. Let's get visual. It's because for you to change, supervisors and managers, you need margin. And so we introduce a powerful visual mechanism right at the center, at the bullseye of this model. And I have never found a mechanism that provides margin, breathing room, more reliably and more powerfully for supervisors and managers than visual displays. So, remember, we're not just talking about a leader of improvement, but a visual leader of improvement. And that means you will be using visuality to improve your own work. And that starts right now. And you will make sure that your direct reports have the same advantages, visuality, operator-led visuality, will become a part of your area. But right now we're starting with you. It's an integrated model, but we're starting with you because you need the margin, because you want to change, you want to shift into your new identity. And visuality will do this. And when you do these, visual displays will do this. When you do your visual displays well, And I'll do a show on this, so you're going to have to trust me until we do. When you do that well, and another supervisor will do a visual display on his or her own pain in the butt and capture that. This is what's defeating me. This schedule is not firm firm and fixed. I have all of this whip waiting, and, and I've got to integrate it into into the schedule 
And I can't because of this quality problem I'm having or this changeover problem I'm having. I need to be able to see it. Unless I see the full panoply, the full, the panorama, I can't make a decision about what to do next. I'm shooting in the dark. And the display gives you that very, very valuable outcome, the one you've longed for, supervisors and managers. And that is control over your corner of the world. I have seen it happen now for 20 years. They're not quite scheduling. They're not quite production control boards. They're more than that because they have the I in it. They have you. It is your need to know. It is your need to share. And you need to be able to see that interact. Okay. So we're going into our next break. When we come back, we'll do the second element, which is manage. Okay? See you in a minute. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. Game-changing technologies are transformational, exciting, and disruptive for a reason. They shake up the status quo. They get you thinking about new ways to scale, compete, and grow. They move you in amazing new directions. You're invited to take a coffee break with Game Changers on Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time for our special series on today's top big data innovators. Learn about emerging big trends and technologies and how you can grow your business and profit. Startup Focus with Game Changers, presented by SAP on the Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call one 866 472-5790 that's toll free 1-866-472-5790 or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com now back to the program hi there welcome back this is Gwendolyn at the visual workplace and we are deep in the throes of talking about a new old model on supervisors becoming leaders of improvement and we include managers in that becoming visual leaders of improvement. So we're using visuality to do the job, to help us make this shift. Hmm? We just finished talking about the first element. We scanned it. 
which is improve, improve, two aspects of improve. The first one is get this into your head. This is a new job description. You're going to be in charge of improvement. You're going to learn how to do improvement. You're going to learn how to do visual improvement so that visuality assists not just you, but assists the work processes, the culture, the people in your area. Okay, powerfully so too, powerfully so. And we moved on to the second element, which is manage. Manage is a throwback. It is saying, continue to do what you've been doing and how you've been doing it because you are not in a position yet to let that go. You can't even change the volume of your tasks right now. The visual display you just created in element one will help you, but not overnight. It will help you see It'll help you address. It will give you a sense, a greater sense of control, a greater sense of being in a position to do something because you understand. You aren't just washed over with all of these variables and factors and commotion that's called daily work. And this control is so important, but it's not there yet. So just keep doing, keep expediting, keep firefighting. The display you just constructed will pay off, will create margin soon, very soon. And until then, you still got to do your old job until your new job becomes more defined and more dominant, more prominent. And you do that. So you have your display, which is giving you a base. You're continuing your work. And you notice there's margin. You notice a, a relief, pressure off your brain, off your skull, because the display holds the commotion. You don't. You see why the commotion is caused, and you see it behave. That is the purpose of the display. And if another supervisor is doing the same thing, and another supervisor is doing it down the road a bit, meaning down the, the physical plant, that road, And if material handling is doing it and quality and purchasing, these displays begin to talk to each other. It creates cross-functionality. It creates unity because the displays have a voice of their own. And it's an undeniable voice. And you find, even though you're still firefighting and still expediting, still worrying, you have margin, a little bit of margin. And you know what you do in that margin? You lead. Third element, lead. Lead means that you know about and can speak to, broadcast, support the corporate intent. Doesn't mean you're going to do it perfectly. But it means that you understand what is expected from you within the larger context of the site. And the way, the mechanism through which that happens is called the operations roadmap. It is your slice of the corporate intent, your slice of that pie. Now, this model, I said to you before, is like a hologram. It's not like a recipe. It's a hologram. The pieces work interactively with each other, are deeply, deeply enmeshed, but in a way that's smooth and even silken. The lead part that you can do is going to be triggered by work that is done outside of your control. And that work is the executive taking on the role of becoming a visual leader of improvement. The other side of the equation. These two pieces work together. You may not 
have a clear idea of what the corporate intent is. It may be muddy, in fact, and it often is. It may feel like the boss's boss's boss is doing what you're doing, which is just making it happen, getting it out the door, worrying about the numbers, and responding to some boss above his head or her head. So just a, you know, kind of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs type relationship. We're just all chained together. But can we assume, let us assume, that the senior manager has also signed on, enrolled in a new understanding called becoming a visual leader of improvement on the executive level. And when he does, one of his outputs will be a very powerful visual device called the operations roadmap that will hold the super level of what our corporation is about or what our plant is about, this site, this facility, what our expectations are in terms of operational goals company-wide, and what the area goals are. What is the piece of pie, of this pie for line four, line eight, line three? What piece do we do? How can we help? And from that, from that as a cornerstone, the supervisor leads. And until that's in place, the supervisor will be able to be a much firmer steward of the area, but won't have the goods for leading because he'll he'll need a roadmap or some form of a roadmap. In the meantime, and as a result, if the roadmap is there, this is the time to use it. So this model kind of synchronizes senior management, executive management is working on their piece of of the puzzle. You're working on yours. It's going to be coming you move on to the fourth tile or the fourth element, the six-sided tile that nests, stabilize. You know, no matter what, says you, no matter what, I've got to get more stability in the way work gets done. And the most powerful tool, there are two tools, but I believe the most powerful on the operations level is implementing the visual wear getting the chaos out of searching and wandering and making the kinds of mistakes because things are not where they should be or they're not located or they're not clearly and precisely and fully addressed. You may call it 5S. I call it 5S on steroids. This is not the 5S that stops at neat and clean. This is work that makes sense, operator-led visuality. You can get my book on Amazon and Kindle and almost all over the world on -on print-on-demand. You can get it from our website, visualworkplace.com. Get the book and you'll see what I mean. Stabilize through the visual wear. Highly visual, operator-led. The supervisor says, we will do this. Yes, he's got to be interfaced with HR or whoever sets up the training. Of course he does. But this new knowledge comes in and it makes the workplace speak. With that stability, we move on to the fourth, the fifth element. And the fifth element is measure. But this is not just collecting KPIs. This is driving causality. This is driving. This is using metrics to drive. This is not just putting a dot on the chart. 
But this is saying, what is in that dot? What's in that dot? We measure in order to illuminate cause. We measure the visual leader of improvement on the supervisory level will measure in order to illuminate cause. And that gives her the ability to drive, to drive down the causal chain. It is a new definition of measures. We're not just collecting KPIs. We're choosing one of those KPIs, Mr. and Ms. Supervisor, Visual Leader of Improvement, and you are drilling into it for detail. You are making it cough up causes. Yes, you have to learn how to do this. Of course you do. If there's no learning, there's very, very little possibility of a new approach and a new you. You have to learn this. But the internal logic of this is powerful, coherent, and nests very well into the other components of this model. So we've done improve, manage, lead. If your executive leadership has given you the stuff that you need for leading, because you are leading the corporate intent, stabilize through the visual wear, measure through metrics that drive, that drive causality, that illuminate cause. And there are mechanisms for this. Very simple mechanisms. One of my favorite on visual measures was at Nautobaum Trailers, you know, one of my favorite companies. And they simply, they had a simple uh, stoplight situation, but it was made out of paper. So there was a black piece of paper, narrow, a, a column, and behind it were three colors. Oh, and there was a hole in the center, a hole. And behind it were red, yellow, and, and green. And there were tabs on the, the, where the red, yellow, and green was so that if everything was okay, you just pull the tab down until the green showed. If it wasn't okay, you showed the red. But right next to this stoplight, which was completely made out of paper, and it was at every station, at every area in a standard place, in a uniform place, so that you only had one place to go to find it. You knew where it was, brightly colored. There was a little packet for cause cards. What's the cause here? Put down the time. What happened? Why are we on red? And move it from blank space into another little pocket for completed cause cards. Just put it there. Let's collect the causes while they're fresh. At this time, at this moment in Gemba, mm, let's do that. And in collecting that, that simple, simple example, so simple to do, we are ready for the sixth element, and the sixth element is solve, problem solving. Two aspects of this, I should say. Problem solving using the causes that you collected through your metrics. You see your metrics are coughing up causes that will bring you right into problem solving. But these are highly granular causes. This isn't just uh, we're missing parts. It's which parts, when, how many, and why. We, call, we travel down the causal chain. Sixth element is solve. Two aspects, problem solving, visual problem solving. I use an ancient ancestor I use, I'm sorry, a, a, a recent cousin of CDAC, 
my great sensei of the 1980s, Fukuda, gave me permission to develop that in some other directions. That's supposed to be in the new book, but I think it'll be in the second book. There won't be room for it as well. Very powerful problem-solving tool. The second aspect of solve is getting more visual. The four power levels of visuality. Creating visual mini-systems. Creating visual quality systems by operators, operator-led by operators who have learned how to think visually. They learned about motion. They learned about information deficits when we did stabilize. And you, as a supervisor, knew it. And now they're ready. So that the solutions that are created through your problem solving are visual solutions. That means the answers are embedded. We have embedded answers to problems. And that keeps us from the creep, the creeping back of the causes, of the bad causes. So let's go into a a break, our final break today, and uh, we'll continue and, and complete this conversation when we get back. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. Are you looking for innovative ideas on how to achieve your financial dreams? Tune in to Empirical Investing Radio every Thursday afternoon at 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Join certified financial planners Ken Smith and Ethan Broga to learn how you can obtain financial success. You'll be entertained while you discover techniques to alleviate your financial concerns. Empirical Investing Radio every Thursday at 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Hi there. Welcome back. This is Gwendolyn. Welcome to the last segment of our show today. We are in the midst of our series of becoming a visual leader of improvement, focusing first on supervisors and then on executives. And when we focus on supervisors, we also mean managers. And we're going through our revised model. It's actually the old model, the one that I have been using since 2001. But in a quiet, broken moment, I thought I could improve upon it. But in fact, it was a really strong, intuitive model then. 
and it, I'm replacing it. I'm replacing the one last week with it. I'm going back to the old to get to the new. <laughs> so the model begins in the center with improve and then moves up at 12 o'clock, manage, improve. That means understand your new purpose, create a visual display so you have you create margin in your work, and then continue what you're doing, manage. We're not expecting you to change overnight. Then lead, especially if executive management has um, published its, um, let's call it, operations roadmap. Then you'll have a very clear idea of where, what direction good is in. Stabilize through the visual wear. Measure through visual metrics that drive causality, that illuminate cause. That's number five. Number six is solve. Do problem solving, visual problem solving. And go further in your operator-led visuality. Work that makes sense. Go further and understand that visuality by the operator will cough up very wonderful integrated systems that will create further stability and also give you the feedback loop on your performance and on the outcomes. And the, and the final element is model. Show what it means to be a visual leader of improvement and grow it. Grow it in yourself and grow it in others because visuality will create leadership on all levels because it is eye-driven. Getting your operators involved in visuality through stabilize and then later through solve and, me- and measures will give them also margin in their own being to shift into a greater version of themselves, to be in control and then to lead, to self-lead in this case. You'll be leading the department, they'll be leading themselves. And they will make very, very powerful team members, powerful, contributing, dynamic, engaged. And that's the model. That's the seven elements. And let me spend the last few minutes on talking to you about some ways of getting your opera- your supervisors involved in this. I'm talking to now the managers. Or supervisor, you can do this for yourself. Think of these seven elements as areas of skill because indeed they are. They're areas of skill just as you have developed skills in executing routine logistical support, removing barriers to performance, firefighting, expediting, monitoring performance. Just as you've done that, you can create skill levels in the other six elements, in measure, in stabilize, in teach, in I'm sorry, in stabilize, in measure, in solve, in model. What you do is you make a list of those and you say, to what extent do I understand these? To what extent do I understand them? And certainly this is not a training so that I haven't explained them, but you have a sense of them. So to what extent do I get this? That's the first question you ask. And on a scale of 1 to 10, 1, 3, with 10 high. So you kind of rank, rank it. And then on each one, using the same scale, understand, uh, indicate to what extent you currently practice it. Maybe you're currently doing it, you just haven't named it. Maybe you're doing the visual wear or you're driving metrics down the causal chain. Maybe you're doing this. To what extent are you currently engaged in that element, practicing it? I'm sorry, I forgot one. Yes. Yes. Let's go on to the next one. Next one. Using the same scale, 
look at each item and say, to what extent is this element important to your current job? Calibrate it. To what extent is this element important to your current job? In your view. In your view. And then next, using the same scale, 1 to 10, 10 high, to what extent do you believe you've mastered that element? You're really good at it. Because if it's important to your job and you already have an experience, are you really, really good at it? And the last is, choose at least, choose one skill area that you want to better understand and more effectively practice over the next 30 days. Just choose one. And then find yourself a buddy who's in the room with you if you're at a training. Or find yourself a buddy who's engaged in this, maybe listening to my show. And uh, work with your buddy so that you're helping each other over the course of a, a month. And you're saying, how are you doing? What are you learning? Let me show you what I'm doing. Hey, I got stuck here. Do you have any ideas? And over the next series, I'm going to be definitely focusing on tell a whole show on visual displays. So you can get started on that. And we will do probably an entire show on metrics and problem solving. So I can give you the um, parameters of that. I've done both of those about two years ago, and you'll find them on the list on our website. I can even tell you which one they are, but if I dig for it now, we're almost at the end of the show. I kind of messed myself up. Let's see if I can get to it. Okay, you go to my homepage, go to podcasts, and you go under, come on. Come on. Oh, come on. You go under... Let me see what the... Here it is. Five, visual standards, displays, metrics, problem solving. So show 5.3... Ah, here we go. Show 5.2, 5.3, 5.4, 5.5. Those shows are on... They're going to give you even more detail that I will, than I will scan in one show visual metrics, visual displays, visual metrics, and two shows on visual problem solving. These are good shows. They were done about two years ago when I was walking you through the doorway, the doorways. Doorways three and four is what I'm referring to. Visual displays and metrics and problem solving are in the leadership doorway. So go through that and start practicing these things because they're real and because they will change. Your job description, they will change how you do things and why. They will create margin. Yes, there's always an investment of time and effort to get a change to happen, to initiate that, and that you'll have to find time to create a display, I-driven, I-driven. But believe me, if you have no displays at all and you don't even have a scheduling display, a scheduling display will help you enormously. It will be as though you have died and gone to heaven. It's that important. But then you can go further. So I accomplished, I think, my purposes for today, my goals for today, which was to introduce the new old model and give you a way to begin to practice these things. I need to think about what we're going to do next week. Please email me with your responses and your questions. I'm not acknowledging the emails that you have been sending me because I was a little pressed today, but I'll do that next week. Please give me your thoughts and give me some direction. Tell me what you want me to focus on. I will do it. Whoever squeaks, squeaks for all of us. 
I had a wonderful time with you today. I am so pleased to share this model with you and so pleased that you are listening. Thank you very much. This is Gwendolyn Galsworth, and I'm signing off. We appreciate your joining us this week for The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense. Please tune in for another episode next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, featuring your host, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, on the Voice America Business Channel. Thanks again for listening. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 